Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Remember, we talked yesterday, Jerome Powell is speaking in front of Congress and Senate. The next two days, he will move the market. And as we discussed yesterday, there were a couple of things we were looking for. One, will he talk about going higher? The answer is check. He has already in his prepared remarks talked about taking rates higher than expected. Remember, folks, we will get what's called the dot plot. Uh, sometime next week when they release their federal, uh, when they release the rate increase. We will need to be checking the dot plot. It appears, according to Jerome Powell, that we may have to go higher than initially expected. And second, we were wondering, posturing, guessing, would he talk about potentially going faster? And the answer to that question is, he has already spoken about it in the prepared remarks. So again, folks, remember when we talk about the Fed, I have highlighted to you they have two tools. They have the actual rate increase, which we get about every six weeks or so, and they have their voice. We all expected Jerome Powell to talk tough. He talked tough in his prepared remarks. I'm sure he will talk tough in the Q&A session. Does this change my belief? Absolutely not. I expected Jerome Powell to talk higher and faster and frankly, longer. I haven't seen anything in the news as of yet about longer, but let's be very clear, right? The Fed wants to talk tough, higher, faster, longer. Does that change my opinion that we will get bernanke meaning 25 basis points for the next two or three meetings? Absolutely not. This is theater. Jerome Powell's main goal, in my opinion, has always been to break the Fed put. He is trying to talk down markets. So Jerome Powell is acting like exactly how we expected him to. Now, Friday's job number is important. We'll have more on that in a minute. But again, thus far, and I will certainly talk about Jerome Powell's meaning a lot tomorrow morning, but already we got higher, faster, not yet longer, but I would expect that to come. So I just wanted to start off today's financial news with that highlight because it is breaking news happened in the last 30 minutes or so. Let's get to Meta. Meta, Facebook. Remember when Meta announced their 13% layoff? We had a heart to heart together. And I unfortunately told you most of these companies will have around two. Some of them will unfortunately have around three. Well, folks, Meta, it looks like, at least according to Bloomberg, is on the cusp of announcing more layoffs. Meta has already found that the first round of layoffs have increased efficiencies. They have removed layers. They are going faster. Think about that. You're a software company. You remove employees. The speed at which you can add features goes up your costs go down. 
around two at Meta makes perfect sense because very few companies have the balls to take a sledgehammer and cut it all out at once. So round two was expected. We have a lot more round twos coming. And again, a few will have round threes. So keep on the watch for that going forward. So 11,021, what is that? This is a statistic I got from the one and only Logan at Housing Wire. Again, he is a great follow on Twitter. 11,021 is the drop, the reduction, the fall in active listings. It is wild to think about that housing inventory, active listings are down 11,000. Folks, it's March. It's the spring selling season. We are supposed to be getting more and more listings because that's how it works. Well, the Fed is broke housing. We have interest rate lock-in. We have mortgage rates at 7% or thereabouts. It's not coming. We are suffering through the first of what will be multiple year spring selling seasons that are disappointments. Remember our conversation yesterday in the Daily Financial News, and thank you everyone who guessed. You are, are so wonderful. All the comments and guesses yesterday was greatly appreciated. We talked about housing transactions in 1978 not recovering till 1996. 18 years, can you believe that? We added 50, roughly 50 million Americans in 18 years, and yet we didn't get back to 4.8 million transactions for 18 years. Payments, affordability, all of these things matter. And yes, folks, we have seen this movie before. Remember, I admitted yesterday, I may be wrong about my housing bottom call on transactions. Last time, when rates went up like this, it took four years to bottom. We are only in year two. This is going to be a long road to hoe. So again, it is amazing to me to think that inventory is down 11,000. Now let's be clear, affordability is worse. Rates went to seven, they were six, now they're seven. That hurts affordability. Demand is without a doubt down. This is going to cause days on market to increase. And most importantly, as you and I have been talking, there's at least two markets in every area and you must watch it. And I hear from a lot of you all the time, it's, you're struggling, and I'm sorry, the market is broken, but keep doing the work. The two markets are below the median and above the median. Remember Sacramento yesterday in the daily financial news. There is one month of inventory below the median. There is over three months of inventory above the median. There are more pendings than actives below the median, and there are more actives than pending above the median. This is a broken housing market. This is the move up buyer staying put. Fortune, Bloomberg, all these people are writing articles now talking about what you and I have been talking about for nine months. People are not going to move. The average length of a loan used to be eight years before it refied. It is going to increase. There will be people that are in their loans for the full 30 years, and they should be. And again, something else I want to highlight. Most people, most, most, when they want to move, should turn their home into a rental. If you have a 2.87% mortgage 
and your payment's seven cents or whatever it is really low, and you can cash flow 50% of rent, because some of the payments are that low because the cost of capital is that low, why would, you, why would you give that mortgage up? It is an asset. So I believe the housing market, like our study from 1978 to 1996, will be broken for a while. Next, negative, that's a negative there, 0.24%. I want to make sure I get this correct. Black Knight. Black Knight has now reported that January housing was down negative 0.24% from December. I'm interested in February, but Black Knight has just reported January. That is, the, that is showing a decline, a slowing decline, right? We have been, nationally speaking, falling since June, I think. June, now through January. January is the smallest decline. Will February show a positive number? It'll be interesting to look at. What do we got next? Collapse in property values. So I want to be very clear. There is a real estate crash, collapse, whatever you want to put on it. Unfortunately, it's not in residential real estate. We are seeing the most well-capitalized, the richest property owners in America, frankly, the world, default on loans. Blackstone. Brookfield, PIMCO, and there are hundreds of more coming. We are seeing office buildings. We did this with Jonathan Twomley last week. We took an office building that in 2021 was worth $25 million, and with some very small tweaks, we turned that office building into $8 million, and we even talked about some office buildings having to be taken down and sold for land value. There is a collapse in real estate values. It is and will be unfortunately felt in the commercial segment. I have talked about this with many experts for the last year. It is here now. How can you take advantage of it? Well, first and foremost, you and I are not likely going to be buying a building that Blackstone walked from. I want to strongly suggest if you are a real estate investor, realize that commercial loans Start at five units, and in some states, it's six. I don't know why there's a difference, but there is a difference. So you should be talking with commercial lenders, different banks, talk about what's going on in their portfolio. I told you about my lender, I think it was 90 days ago, when we get, you go in for your yearly summaries, and he showed me his folder, and he said, I'm not renewing 50% of these loans. What does that mean? Well, A, the owners could refi somewhere else. Fair. Two, if the owners can't get a refi because the rate's so high, they become a forced seller. Folks, I keep trying to highlight the reason residential won't have a crash is because of the debt. It's the debt. It was the debt last time that blew up. 50% of loans were arms and they exploded from 2% to 9%. That is happening in commercial. If you want to find a great deal, start networking with commercial lenders, with, with maybe with credit unions. Find someone who has done deals. And remember, most of these are three and five. If you get lucky enough to find a bridge lender, those could be some spectacular deals. And unfortunately, while Blackstone and Brookfield and PIMCO, 
what they are doing, this is what they are doing. They are walking from a building because they have non-recourse loans. They are likely in a CMBS, a commercial mortgage-backed security portfolio. So their only recourse to renegotiate is default. They are defaulting. There will be hundreds more. Nobody thinks that PIMCO or BlackRock, or I'm sorry, Blackstone or Brookfield couldn't write a check, but they don't have to. They know they are in the strongest position. But mom and pop, syndicators, newbie syndicators who raised capital who couldn't do math, who had stupid assumptions, there will be blood in the streets. Blood in the streets in commercial markets. So instead of hoping for a residential real estate crash, go look at small multis, five, six units, maybe up to 40, that's where I'll be looking. I'm trying to buy the biggest building in the next year or two that I've ever bought. It'll be hopefully over 20 units, so it's a, it's a new number. But that's where I am looking because I know, and I've done this before, we bought three, yeah, three apartments in the last crash because of this, and we look forward to doing it again. So there will be an utter collapse, hundreds of billions, possibly trillions of dollars in write-downs in the commercial segment, and it's just started. I think I read an article, hopefully I'm quoting this correctly, there was $48 billion in uh, commercial mortgage-backed securities that was already at risk, and it's growing every month. There is opportunity coming. You have to look or potentially look or network elsewhere. So again, something to think about. So there will be a collapse. Jobs, so again, we've already talked about Powell. Higher, longer, potentially faster. Again, I think he's talking tough. I don't think it's coming. I think he's gonna Bernanke this thing. But let's talk about jobs. It, remember, I think it was last week or maybe it was on Saturday, I, I estimated that there would be 307,000 jobs uh, created in the month of February. We will get the number on Friday. That's kind of a crazy guess, right? Because again, the expectation is 208. It's, it's gone up from 200 to 208. Looks like Deutsche Bank watches this channel. Deutsche Bank's estimate is 300,000. Close behind them is Jeffries at 275. If you want to be part of this and just take a wild ass guess about Friday's job number, leave a number below. And if you are the first, let's be clear, you got to be the first because I want to send out one nailed it t-shirt. So if we get somebody that nailed it, uh, I will send a t-shirt out, but it will be the first one. Feel free to leave comments below. So again, we, we will see, we do get ADP report and Jolt's report tomorrow, I believe. So that will be our first cut. So other things going on, Sirius XM is laying off 8% of people. Let me ask you this question. You just heard me say Sirius is laying off 8% of their workforce. Any idea what 8% is of their workforce? I don't know about you, but when I read that headline, I'm like, ooh, thousands of people lost their job. It turns out at Sirius XM, 8% of their workforce is 475 people. So I ask you, what is more headline grabbing? 8% of my workforce lost their jobs or 475 people? Kind of crazy, huh? 
Larry Summers, Larry Summers, excuse me, says that the U.S. economy may hit an air pocket or a wily e. coyote mark, a wily e. coyote moment where it takes over in Q3. That, on top of Bank of America CEO, says that he says he's calling a full-on recession in Q3. That's like four months away. So we'll see. Dick Sporting Goods reported great numbers. Same store sales up, beat top line, beat bottom line, and raised guidance. So again, when we talk about stuff, apparently people are still buying sporting goods. Canada. I don't know if you've seen this. Again, I don't, this is again, well, who reported this? This is Bank of Canada reported this. In, the, in Canada, roughly speaking, 30% of their mortgages are adjustable rates. In the U.S., it's less than 5%. Canada consumers are getting, quote-unquote, margin called. These are Bank of Canada's comments, not mine. What is a margin call in this context? Basically, their payments are going up, forcing them to cut spending elsewhere. The Canadian consumer is really being pressed. And Bank of Canada says insolvency rates are rising, meaning as the payments go up, people no longer can afford. There's not enough margin of safety. So the insolvency rates are rising and consumers in Canada are cutting back. So again, let's talk about the collapse in property values because it is coming. I've been trying to look at who owned the commercial mortgage-backed securities for Blackstone, Brookfield, and PIMCO, the first three and more coming. It looks like, at least in that area, it's pension funds. Yes, folks, those pension funds that we've been hearing about being underfunded, they apparently raced into the commercial market, gave non-recourse loans, and now they are going to take some haircuts. What does that mean? Let's just say California's Teachers Association held the paper, and I don't know who owns it, but I'm just making it up. California Teachers Association owned the note on Blackstone's building. Let's pretend it's $100 billion. Blackstone defaults, forces uh, renegotiation, and suddenly they renegotiate for $75 billion. Blackstone steps in, restarts payments. What happened? In that example, the Teachers Association took a $25 billion haircut just to maintain uh, payments going forward. Commercial markets are in trouble. Again, I, go, I ask you, go look at Jonathan Twomley's playlist. There is a lot of playlists on this channel. Jonathan Twomley. Last week, we had three discussions about the collapse of commercial properties. It should be eye-opening how a $25 million property can turn into $8 million like that. It's happening right now. These collapses of 50% or greater are happening right now, and it will only get worse. Again, I say that to help you educate you, to refocus you, to hopefully expand your mindset. Again, if you're an individual investor like I am, I'm trying to create relationships with commercial banks, credit unions who may lend in my market, and look for five to 40 units. I'm not going to buy Blackstone's building. Not going to happen. But I can buy a busted syndication. I can buy from a mom and pop landlord who unfortunately can't refi for whatever reason. So again, there is opportunity. There is opportunity. Just expand your mindset, get a little uncomfortable, start brand new conversations. And of course, 
Like, subscribe, comment, be a part of One Rental at a Time. There is tremendous opportunities coming where there is great pain, there is great opportunity. It is upon you to do the work. All right, everybody, take care of yourself, have fun. We got the three amigos, Omar and Beth, today. I am so excited. Bye.